Uh, hey, speaking of dicks, my name's Josh. I'm a student here in Nashville, and uh, I'm a gratuitous amount of groin injuries. I'm Rick Fox. I'm an aspiring author, and just don't shoot anyone's dog, man. For real. I'm Brian. I'm an illustrator here in Nashville, and I gig it. <laughs> I'm Andreas. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I'm a dog with body. And we're opinionated. Chapter 3, Parabellum, came out in 2019. It currently holds an 88 on Rotten Tomatoes. It was directed by Chad Stelhiski, and it stars Keanu Reeves, Holly Berry, Ian McShane, Lawrence Fishburne, and many others. Super assassin John Wick is on the run after killing a member of the International Assassin's Guild, and with a $14 million price tag on his head, he's the target of hitmen and women everywhere. Dun, dun, dun. So, okay, for those that... Women. Yeah, hit men yeah. and hit women. Okay, yeah. Hit people. I just I was thinking like hit men and women. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, you before know. we yeah. before we get off the rails, I just want to remind our audience that this is going to be one of our first impressions podcasts. That means that the entire first half of this podcast is going to be completely spoiler free. So if you haven't seen John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum yet, I'm just going to call it John Wick Chapter Three. But if you haven't seen this movie yet, uh, don't worry about it being spoiled for you. The first half is going to be totally spoiler free. Uh, and then we're, we're going to have a little break and get into our spoiler-filled thoughts at the end. I'm also going to go ahead and warn you that this is a rated R movie, and for good reason. And yeah. if our talking about uh, popular YouTuber uh, drama dicks hasn't already <laughs> warned you, we're you not exactly I'm, a family-friendly oh podcast. God, you realize I'm probably cutting all of that out. <laughs> If that if that conversation that you not didn't the hear, uh, not the whole thing hasn't warned you, I think there's some worthwhile. We're not we're not a family friendly podcast, so just <laughs> heads up. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and start talking about our spoiler free uh, thoughts okay. on spoiler the movie. Um, I'm not sure how I felt going into this because I enjoyed the first and second John Wick movies. Um, but you didn't get your nap today, so you were kind of grumpy. Guy. I was cranky. No, you joke, but that's genuinely the reason I was cranky. I got no sleep last night, and I was like, I'm going to take a nap today. And so I went and laid down, and they were installing a new roof on my apartment building. And that is not conducive to nap taking. So I got up, and I was he- I had- I headed to the theater, and I was straight up was like, I didn't get my nap. I didn't get my bottle, and I'm in a cranky mood. I would give that nap bottle zero of out of five <laughs> nice warm cups of milk. Exactly. So I, well, but that's not what I mean. Like, yes, I was in a cranky mood, but also one of the problems I had with, um, with the second John Wick movie was that it felt like they expanded the world a lot, but they kind of lost just how tightly, just like how tightly written and how tightly controlled it was Mm -hmm. within the movie. Uh, And so seeing the trailers for this film, I was a little worried about that. I was worried that Again, they'd go with the mythos of the world that John Wick right. exists in, uh, and they would just blow it up to epic proportions, and it wouldn't feel as awesome because it would feel all over the place. Right. Um, so that that's kind of the attitude I had going in. I was looking Fair. forward to some cool choreography and some cool fights, but I was a little nervous about the world. Right, yeah. Because for me, that was one of the coolest parts of the original John Wick movie was just the world that he existed in. 
Uh, how about you guys? What what were you looking forward to or expecting when you came in going to see this movie? So I was expecting it to be kind of pushing it farther than John Wick 2 did with the larger emphasis on the world they're building and less of an emphasis on the initial cause of literally everything in all these movies, which was John Wick's dog dying. <laughs> it, it, way back in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was totally expecting that they would lean even heavily, more heavily into that because it seemed to be a direct continuation from the second movie based on the trailers where it would be picking up immediately afterwards whereas the first one and the second there's a small gap right of an indeterminate number of days maybe a couple weeks right um but again i get the feeling that that we're supposed to understand all these movies take place in the course of like it's like a one month yeah right yeah Yeah. Yeah. all three of these movies have yeah it's a very short amount of time um so yeah i was expecting that they'd kind of lean lean even more into that just build up the world even more, be direct continuation, and uh, go from there and just kind of move away from the origin. I was kind of expecting an ending here. Um, yeah, I, I was. I so was I. I, I was, was expecting either him to die or to like set things straight at the end of it, I guess. But but that is another thing that I was expecting. Right, going yeah. Into the I movie. thought that's something yeah. they said for the trailer was this was the... This is the end. Yeah, the see how the finish John Wick line. does it. I think yeah. he actually even uses a uh, a phrase like "I'm ending this" or some some right. uh, trope like that. That, sure. that was definitely my expectation going in. Yeah, um, and plus it's a third. The adult. the thing, the only thing movie. that I that had wor- me worried was seeing um, Halle Berry and like a lot of the previews. What and what made you worried about that? That made me feel like I was worried that what was going to do is going to um, take the emphasis off of john like and and like do more of a buddy thing throughout yeah the whole i movie. also thought and that. i i that's something that i was concerned about going in because i feel like that could take over it's not an issue with like Halle Berry or anything i think she's fine as an action like it's person. just the movie's it's called like, john wick exactly yeah, for and a I, reason and so i was worried it was going to be john wick and Halle Berry just kill everyone it's, it's hobbs and shaw <laughs> all over again actually now that i t- now that i say that out loud i'm like that does actually sound like a really fun movie yeah. so i don't know but i, I wasn't I wasn't concerned about that because we did have a little bit of a team up in the first movie with his uh, friend with the sniper rifle. That was not a team up. That mm. was, was like um, compared to the rest of the movie. That was a, that was as close as it was going. I, I didn't want John Wick. Marcus was in the first movie for all of ten minutes, and so, five of those minutes was him getting compared killed. to the, everything else with John Wick taking on everything by himself. That's he teamed up a little bit. Okay, he okay. Up a little bit. I, but what but, I, I'm a, and I'm okay no. with teaming up a little bit. But what I didn't want going into this was the was the John Wick and and how I bury buddy cop show. You know, sure. I, I wanted yeah. I wanted this movie to be about John Wick because the the last movie, unlike the uh, previous one, has such a strong hook just to begin with. Like yeah. just the mm-hmm. the place that we're starting from is a really strong opening, and you don't have to do nearly as much work to get it going. Right, Brian. How about you? Uh, I was in the same boat as uh, Rick. I thought it was going to be a... Like, I thought this was the third of a trilogy, so as a trilogy, it would be the end of it. You're expect you're expecting John Wick to finish his business or for it to finish him yeah. in this movie. And I, I'm really not sure what his business is at this point. Like, at first, it seemed like he was caught in a rough scenario and he was just trying to survive, mm-hmm. but I don't know what his goal is, so I was trying to figure out, like... Right, going in. Like, is his goal just kill every other assassin ever <laughs> yeah. to right, live? Eventually, last, he will do that. At the end of the last movie, he does kind of feel like he doesn't really want to live anymore. So, like, him fighting for his life is sort of a weird place for him to be, even though, like, normally, yeah, he would definitely want to right. continue to live. But hmm. he's in a weird spot with that. So I can I can see why you would say that. Okay. Well, okay, again, being spoiler-free with it, let's go ahead and talk about, you know, how well these expectations were met. Because for me, I... 
I think that some of what I was afraid of came to pass. I think that they they blew they blew the mythos of this world. They expanded it to huge horizons within this movie, uh, and I feel like some of it some of it was good, and I really enjoyed yeah. it. And I think that other pieces of it felt unnecessary or felt like it just. Some of it, it was it, just weird. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um. The the thing for me is that I. I think when I went into this movie, what I wanted was a movie that I thought was better than the second one. Like, I didn't think something that it was going to get to the level of the third one or the first one. I, I would be <laughs> impressed if it did. Sure. But, you know, like, I, I was not expecting that. And I think on an action level, at least, this movie definitely reached at least the first one. It might have the best action of all three. I, I, I 100% think it does. I think I'm, that the action yes. in this movie is hands down better than yeah. either of the other two. I think hand they, over foot. I think Easily they, uh, the second one for sure. I I think I'm, they step it up a notch here, but yeah. I think there's still times where I think there's one fight scene where John used the same like grab and roll technique like three times on one guy, and it I mean felt, if it ain't broke, yeah, yeah, it's just like it was it's keep odd because keep rolling until he breaks. <laughs> it was the uh, the fight scene with the throwing knives, which was an excellent fight scene, but then there was a couple of parts where they just kind of reused the same move over and over again, and like it felt like they were padding it out a little bit between these really great highs. I don't. I don't know. I I disagree um, with the one that you've talked about, and we won't go into any yeah. specifics about certain fight scenes until the second half. But sure. I think that there God, is. I can't believe they talked about them using throwing knives in the movie. Hey, <laughs> they don't know if John likes knives. No. <laughs> oh yeah. No. So after two movies. No, but there so is there knives. is specifically one fight scene that feels. That feels like that it, it, it doesn't feel like it should be taking place in the movie. Not from a story perspective, but from like a choreography and style perspective. It feels like it doesn't fit personally. I think I, I, think I, I know the I, way you're talking I, about. I have no idea what you're I talking don't. about. Well, I'll, I'll have yeah, to bring we'll, it up we'll there. later. Yeah. But um, but for the most part, I th- I mean I think that the action in this is hands down better than the previous movie because I, I mean like we said this the, we're talking about the movie just kind of. It's all a continuation of one story. There's sure. not really breaks in between it. Yeah. Uh, and with the way that the second movie leaves off, you're kind of you're like, wow, the entire world is out to get John. What's going to happen at the beginning of the third movie? And it feels really satisfying to me. It feels like yeah. we take off at the breakneck pace, Ew, it and goes it for keeps a while, going though. for a while. And for me, that was really satisfying because I, I was I was worried about. You see enough people get shot, eventually it starts to lose its luster. I was honestly surprised how long they managed to keep some of their fight scenes going, where it was like, it didn't get boring, but it got to the point where it was like, this has gone on for, like, what, like 10, 15 minutes now? Yeah. Right, yeah. And it just kept moving, evolving, going to new locations and mm -hmm. with new set pieces, and it was... Honestly, very impressive. I think for me, the reason that I'm hesitating to say the action is better or worse than the, the first one is that I think, yeah, that on a sheer choreography level, definitely better. But I still don't think that this movie reaches the level of emotional content that I have from the first one. Because in the first one, I'm constantly rooting for John like, yeah, get those guys. Those guys killed your dog. Mm. In this one, I'm I'm excited to see more cool fight scenes. But there's no like anger or desire for vengeance. Like I don't necessarily want to see these guys hurt. I just want to see a cool fight scene. Does that yeah. make sense? I don't see. I don't yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't have the the like John doesn't have the weight of his emotion behind the scenes. Mm. A little it's bit. It's more yeah. like, oh, that's a really cool fight, but story wise, like 
it's just not as as driven as they killed my dog completely unnecessarily. <laughs> and I don't know how you reach that level. And again, like I don't know how you can redo that because you can't re-kill Kill the, dog. the other dog. Like that that wouldn't <laughs> this be this time. That would they killed his cat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like I don't know how you get back to that level. But just keep killing his know, pets the, until John, we get to John, Atlanta. John, like John Wick Eight. He comes out. He's like my hamster. <laughs> <laughs> First you got my parakeet, and I was gonna let it go because I didn't like that parakeet. It was hard to change his. his but newspapers, my, but my hamster. My, my hamster. uncle gave me that hamster. It just, it just like cuts back. back to like some <laughs> douchey villain gift. with an eye patch, like just kicking the hamster ball and it like skips across the pond. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I, I do think that the the action in this is is a step above. Yeah. But it just doesn't it doesn't quite have that same level of me being into it on that emotional level. Hmm. I think and that's the, the biggest issue that I have with it. But that's so a you're, relatively you're maybe minor not way. as invested in the fights. Right, exactly. Even though the fights themselves are better choreographed and cooler than right. fights in yes. the other movies. Because for the most part, like, I know John Wick's going to win these. Like, it's John Wick, for one. And two, the movie's not quite over yet. So, like, he's going to win. Hmm. And, you know, when, when you're in that position... If you don't just like really want to see these guys get this comeuppance, this horrible comeuppance that John will wreak upon them, you know, like it's kind of, it's, it's really fun to see, but at the same time, it's just not the same. And I appreciate that on the choreography level, but just, yeah, you know. Okay, so let's talk about the story then for a little bit. Good. Again, like just, it is, it is, yeah. a, it is a step, up, a, a big step up for me from from two. Yeah, I think it is a significant improvement on a lot of levels. Well, for one thing, we don't have that whiny little bastard behind, <laughs> playing the strings anymore. The, he did. The the antagonists of this movie, I think, are stronger in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, it's interesting, without really getting into spoilers, but the I guess what you'd call the main antagonist, I like the role they play. I don't think I care for the character themselves i think uh so there's two antagonists we can kind of talk about there's the uh, i'll put it this way there's the violent antagonist and there's the non-violent like this is clearly the, representative, the representative mythos corporate antagonist. yeah exactly yeah. those two and i i like both of them with what they do they have unique characters and uh i i cannot wait to talk about the violent one because i think oh, that, yeah. uh, that that he's just such a fun character and the other one I, I think that she does her part really well i think she's an interesting character within the the setting and i'm curious to see i found myself i, I found myself i found myself more enamored with the violent uh, um antagonist because right. i was like wow it's gonna be really cool to watch them fight and I found myself just like loathing the nonviolent one because I'm like, you suck. Why are you here <laughs> I screwing everything up? I that's hate the you. Point, I guess. And, I, it, like, and it is, and that, yeah. and that's why it's an effective, right. an effective villain. I for just, me. I, I found like in a world with such colorful characters, this one kind of fell a bit flat, and I wanted them to be a little bit more out there. I get, I get why they didn't. Like I get. See, I disagree. Why... I don't. I don't. I. I like her the way that she is. She fits very strongly within the same mold that Winston and uh, I always forget how to say this guy's name. But Sharon. It's Sharon. Sharon. Yeah. Though he. She fits very closely in with them and their their style, and I appreciate that the because very, it's the very it's, professional corporate style. Yes, and it's because like we haven't seen John go really up against anyone like that before, and. I w- it, it may be a little bit overstating things to call it like going up against that person, but she is right. clearly on the anti-John Wick side, and it is interesting to see that work against John rather than for him. Well, I agree, but let's let's wait to talk more about about the villains sure. uh, until we can actually talk about sure, them. Yeah, <laughs> um, but just as far as the story itself, um, for for me, uh, again, like I said, I th- I think that it was a little bit too expanded. 
for me personally. Yeah, I can see that. Um, you, yeah, for me, it feel it felt kind of Indiana Jones this not in <laughs> not in like the style of Indiana Jones, but just how you know in Indiana Jones movies how it's like, hey, we gotta spend three scenes over here, and then we're gonna take the little red line flight <laughs> over yeah. to here and do three scenes over here, and like it felt that kind of scattered yeah. where 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 the story would would go to one place mm. and be there just long enough to get some information or like okay and now and now it's and moving move over here the, yeah, like it, a, it felt it, it did not feel as tight as yeah. previous movies did like the first movie you could almost track each uh, scene one to the other within like a few blocks of each other almost like it was a very compact it's a, movie it's a, they're a New York movie right yeah I like mean, you could probably pinpoint down a map if you knew New York well enough I, and it didn't really felt feel like it was doing that jumping around I kind of appreciate that it's not though because I enjoy seeing you know John Wick do the John Wick thing in a different location and you get a hmm. little bit of that in this and I, and I oh, like I get that. that yeah, yeah. Um, that's and, fun it it allows them to do a few things that I don't think they could in in the setting of New York really easily. Which again is that. why is why I, I was agreeing that like I think it's cool. It's kind of, it's right. kind of like you said like oh man the fights are all really cool. I'm not as emotionally invested in them, but they're right. all really cool. It's, it's the same for me. I think that w- what the story does is cool, and we get yeah. a, whole, a lot of really cool scenes there. But as far as is does the story flow as tightly and is is it as well organized as the previous yeah. movies? I it don't feels think so. like I don't kinda, think so either. It feels yeah. like they did that specifically because they wanted a bit of a change of pace. Like they wanted to show something other than mm-hmm. and that New part's York successful. And, yeah, um, I just, think the issue is that the, the, the thing that they do to expand the mythos the way that they do is a little unclear and a little weird. It feels like there are it's rules that we are not like fully explained what's mm-hmm. going on with. And I, mean, I think without that explanation, do they, that. They do Normally, a little bit, they, but they don't they, give you they enough. They do more here. Yeah, they, yeah they, just, they just don't give you enough to make things 100% clear. Of yeah. Like, what exactly is going on here? Who is exactly is this character and why is, is he like this Cause, important? Because when, when, they're, when they're diving headfirst into the the mythos of, hey, there's this underworld and here's all the here's the way that the organization works. Right. And they're introducing you to these new characters it's important to know what role they have there right. because because they're clearly important to John and like John and and all these other characters understand who this person is but we don't unless they yeah. explain it to us i mean there's there's enough implication that i'm pretty sure i followed it and sure and sure figured yeah, out no, who it I figured is. out what was going on but in the, the in, in the context of a world as rules heavy as John Wick is because John Wick John Wick's entire world works on this uh, this intricate web of like rules they I feel are, they like. are constantly saying rules yeah I mean it's Keanu going rules yeah I mean like <laughs> consequences you know, exactly yeah like and so if if that's the case I I appreciate that they are willing to try and go subtle with it but I think it needed a little more clarity on the overall shape of things it kind of felt like so the first movie, they gave us a little hint of mythos behind this uh, series. Just enough to kind of like get the plot moving along and give John what he needs. Sure. The second one really kind of takes that and runs with it a little bit. And they, they explain a lot more about like the, the High Council and mm-hmm. the Marks. And I mean, a little the more. They don't, they don't explain a lot more. And that's okay. sort of the issue. Compared to the first movie, they explain a lot more. Which is what I mean. Like, in, in this we one, get a they little bit. show us a lot more, yeah. but they don't do as much explaining yeah. of it. That's what I mean. It's like they, they're, sh- they're showing more and more, but they aren't really like... Stopping and catching up and explaining. I mean, what I would are. argue that they're they're doing the same thing that they always have done, which is let you get most of it on implication. Yeah, yeah. 
But the thing is, they have so much more out there now that it's harder to do that. Right. When it's just like a couple of gold coins at a hotel, that's one thing. Right. Brian, did you have something? Not really. Not until we get into the the real deal. Well, guys, uh, I know we've got a lot to talk about, but I I, I kind of want to get to the point where we can talk about it without worrying about spoiling it for anybody. Sure. This is sort of a hard movie to talk about without spoilers. It is. Yeah. Um, so is as far weird. as recommend, not movie. recommend, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, I definitely recommend going to see it with the caveat that you know that this movie gets gruesome, like mm-hmm. more gruesome than the previous movies did. Yeah. Not that bad. It's definitely Significantly a more violent than the previous movies as far as what's being shown. Yeah. I... I was not grossed out by any kills in John Wick 1 or 2. And th- in this movie, there's like three or I mean, four distinct times where I like cringe back because yeah. of how, how yeah. tough yeah. some yeah. of these deaths are. What about are. the potential kill? No, even that, I was like, oh, that's dope. But it didn't like gross me out. I get grossed out by a couple of the kills here. So with that oh, caveat, yeah. like know what you're getting yourself into, but I definitely recommend going to see it. I think it's a really fun movie. Yeah. Uh, Andreas? Uh, normally, when we talk about like the th- second or third movie in a trilogy, I say watch it if you've already seen the previous ones. Like I said that for Avengers Endgame, but honestly, if you really want to watch John Wick three and you haven't seen the previous two movies, you'd be fine. Like you could probably pick I mean, up on what's going on. You get it, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely That'd think you should watch the first two, yeah, because they're not bad movies. And they're oh no, they're excellent ride. movies. And if By you're going to be, if you're interested in John Wick three, you'll be interested in John Wick one and yeah, two. Exactly. There's no reason you shouldn't see them, but if you just have a burning desire to see this right now in the uh, theaters, sure, go for it. Like you'll catch on, and it's a great movie. Highly recommended. All right, I absolutely recommend it. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, very, very yeah I, I also strongly recommend it. It's a great movie. All right, four recommends from us. Uh, don't go if you're squeamish or go anyway and get over it. Go if you're squeamish. Uh, <laughs> I don't really consider it that bad. Are, like, it doesn't linger on There's, there, there's, one there's a few that linger. Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. yeah mm. I will say, it's <laughs> yeah. not as bad as some other action movies I've seen, but it's worse than the previous two movies. So if, Definitely. You, if you thought yes. the previous two were a little bit much, then this, is, this might get to you. All right. Uh... That being said, go see the movie if you want to. Uh, We'll be right back in just a minute with our spoiler-filled thoughts on John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Our service is still off-limits to me. What do you need? Guns. Lots of guns. think you can take John Wick. You've got a nasty surprise coming. I've been looking forward to meeting you for a long time. And so far, you haven't disappointed. We can keep this up as long as you'd like. But this only ends one way. All of this for what? Because of a puppy? Wasn't just a puppy. This movie hates dicks more than third wave feminism. Oh, my gosh. 
This they kill so many. All right, let's go through the ways that dicks get killed in this movie. Uh, they get shot. shot he punches them uh-huh. repeatedly. Kicks, kicks them. Yeah. Kicks them repeatedly. Which, you know, bit by a dog. Stabs them with knives, throwing knives, knives and katanas. Yeah. yeah. Um. It gets chewed off by a dog multiple times. Multiple, multiple times. people have their Maybe dicks not chewed off. Chew yeah. Off. Not Just off. Okay. Ruined. No, no, no. It's yes. not ruined. ruined but it's yeah. have you ever seen a dog do that thing when they're playing tug of war with like knotted rope? Shake their head. They clamp. And they pull back with all their might and they thrash their head back yeah. and forth. That, that happens to a dude's dick. Multiple times. Multiple dicks. <laughs> By a German shepherd. Yes. This, again, just dick uh, like, destruction. Did, okay, did he destroy that many dicks in the previous he's movies? Ne- as far as I don't remember He's never it. attacked a dick I before. I do believe he's, he's at the very least kicked a lot of dicks. He's like, kicked a dick before? Yeah, he's kicked several dicks there's before. There's definitely been like... Uh, contact, genital contact. Before. There is genital <laughs> contact. Okay, we're we're off pro Force, Jared right now. Forceful, <laughs> forceful genital. That, that just even sounds worse. God Look, no, like he's he's kicked a, or punched a dick. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm time. trying to say, yeah, but it's not coming out right. No, but in this one, it was like he's yeah. aiming for him. Yeah, yes. no, like this movie Ugh. takes aim at some dicks and destroys them Makes mercilessly. Whose idea do you think that was? Do you think like he thought like this is a very practical part of martial arts that we're neglecting? Do you the think, dog's idea. Do you think Chag was all about? <laughs> the was dog like, went for it and they're like, well, okay. You know, now, I it was don't Lawrence know. Fishburne. He had it written into his contract. He's like, I'll be in this movie, but you have to kill... 55 dicks by the time that you get to my scene. <laughs> yeah. Nice pain. Like, that is what I accept close? as payment. Man, just, just dick right, annihilation. Let's, let's talk about this opening because, man, does it hit the ground running. Because it, yeah. liter- it literally, Fucking like, hot. it picks up probably one or two hours after. It, it feels like immediately. No, like, it feels like he's been after. running. No, they, they say immediately, but if we look back at the previous movie, it's like it, it was like not, midday it wasn't in Central Park. And raining. I mean, and this say, one is like pitch black and it's pouring rain. No, he said at the end of the last movie you have one hour yeah and this uh starts up like 30 minutes later sure but yeah. he like he starts going yeah yeah i i love this opening because it's got so much more just speed and impact than the first one because the first one i mean than the second one because the second one feels like it's re-explaining the first movie to yep, you which it, yeah. it, it absolutely is but this one is just like nope if you saw that movie good if you didn't we're not gonna explain too much yep. and i i love this thing where he's running into this into this library and and getting this coin and this guy shows up early to kill him okay yeah. i like that i was mildly annoyed by the idea of john keeping his keepsakes in like a, a library public book. library book i, I it looked like a book that nobody including touched including his like one of his get out of jail free cards I, like I, yeah i do tend to agree but at the same time the it's it's not like anyone's gonna be really checking out this like 16th century work by this russian folktale person that does not matter but, if i have a get out of if i have a use the russian mafia to get out of jail free card i am not storing it at a public library like <laughs> at least do what indiana jones did where it was like hey i gotta bash open the floor to get down to the crypt underneath hey i'm not mean, just like he's, he's already used his bash open the floor and get to the crypt underneath stuff yeah he did cool. that in the first movie <laughs> cool but he doesn't need a oh i'm just gonna hide it in this copy of dostoyevsky <laughs> yes, or but whatever. he also used up his i kept it with his weird jewish banker people keepsake stuff so like i feel like he's <laughs> yeah. just got these things squirreled away all over the place and this is just one of those many things that he was that's like, fine this one. That, okay i would be totally down if he's like hey i'm gonna go to my obscure book and guess what's inside it like Four of these gold doubloons and a gun and an extra magazine, <laughs> but not my get out of Russian jail free card and the only last living picture of me and my wife. 
eh. I'm okay with it. It's, it's enough that I'm like, exactly. oh, I'm, I'm fine with yeah. it. Like, it's not, I, it's not a big deal, but at the time I was like, nah, I don't know. I, look, I, I was still have... cranky from my nap. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and I was like, I don't like that. I'm annoyed by it. Did you get cheered up when he killed a man with a horse? Mm. Okay, wait, wait, wait. We got to talk about killing, then, killing gotta, a man with a book. Yeah, man, that yeah. hardcover copy. When he <laughs> snaps that guy's neck, like the fight up to that is okay, Ooh. but the because he's neck fighting snap like this Danish before giant, that, right? he snaps his jaw, and you yeah. see his jaw yeah. over to the side. Oh, yeah, he's that's like, great. That was good. That was fantastic. Why did it have but to the, be his book they used though? <laughs> I mean, you know, because he was filled with glue. Yeah, he's got he's got the it's it's, it's solid. But now yeah. there's like. People like someone shelving books will be like, "There's something on that book. I have to go do something." Oh, oh what's this? A tooth oh, it's not an actual book. <laughs> oh, look at this tooth embedded in this book. Man, those Russians take their fairy tales seriously. <laughs> oh my gosh, you do not want to fuck with the Russian tooth fairy. But man, the whole thing it just Yaga. starts off awesome because he fights Danish giant dude Yum. in the library, mm. and then by the time he gets out. He runs to the doctor because Danish yep. dude has stabbed him. Yep. And I love this scene with the doctor because he's, so he's like, Doc, you got to help me. And the doc's like, no way, dude. They're going to kill me. I've still got five, I got five minutes. minutes. I love that scene. That's that's a cool scene because, again, one of the interesting things about John to me is the fact that he's got all these relationships with people. And, he's the, and like respect from everyone. Exactly. And I feel like that's what gets him in the door here. Like more than just the coin. Like they, the coin is just, just They're burning them to here. the ground throughout these movies. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. everyone is so pissed at him after he comes into cashing his favors oh yeah but at the same time like i feel like this guy knows he's gonna end up getting shot by the end of this and so yeah. i can understand him not wanting i love that he's like look they're never gonna believe that i stopped on time mm-hmm. they're gonna know something's up all right shoot me here and shoot me here please it's the, it's the second shot that makes yeah. it. yeah like the first shot is like okay yeah that's a standard movie trope it's the second one yeah. where you're like Both okay no hesitation from john because yeah, he part knows exactly because yeah. like, yeah. yeah. the doctor's like shoot me and you think there's gonna be the little hemming and hawing john's like all right there <laughs> yeah and they're, all right i'm, I'm out <laughs> there's, there's none of this no i can't shoot you you're my friend it's nope bang 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 <laughs> the thing I, I love is that even though the doctor knew they were not going to believe they stopped on time. He stopped on time anyway. He didn't finish up yeah. the sitting. Oh, yeah. He made no, no. John do he, that. He gave him he gave him the medicine though. That's right. that's the thing. But like, they the thing he was saying is they're not going to believe me when I say yeah. I stop. They they're going to know. Right. The yeah. cure all take these pills and you you can shrug off the previous movie's damage. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Before he gets shot, he takes his shirt off. How did Miss Detective Ogg or whatever she is, when she's like showing up with the guns from the king and showing up with like the intel about how the guy like all this happened, didn't go to him and be like, why didn't your shirt get shot? John made me take off my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good point. As soon as yeah, he did that, I was like, good point. his shirt's not got a bullet hole in it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that scene never actually comes up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he never I, got his comeuppance. Yeah, well, then that's okay because I yeah. like I like little old man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I figured I don't he would get a knife through the hand. Yeah, I, I don't want him to get Oof. his comeuppance, but I could see it happening. Well, but okay, but we go from doctor to now he's being chased by the like. Triads, Asian, I guess. The, yeah, sure. The ninjas. The Yakuza's right, or whatever. Yeah. And this, I don't know where he goes. He goes to like the <laughs> antique weapons museum. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. It's, the coolest setting that they oh had my so gosh. far. Yeah. yeah. He, spends, sure. he spends the five minutes that like they have to climb up all those stairs putting together a gun for a single bullet. Which, yeah. Which, I will say, I really love the buildup of that, of him like figuring out how to put these two revolvers together. To or it's use just the- like, he's like, the okay, I want to use this revolver, but some yeah. of these pieces don't work. I'm gonna find other guns yeah. in this case that have the working. It was pieces a really great me. shot. It was a great scene, but then he uses it to kill one guy, and they move on. They yeah. got and there. That, 
that really irked me. I, I, I wanted to see him use that revolver. I just don't know why he spent all that time making one bullet to like one thing to to like putting different guns together. Like yeah. that didn't make sense to me because I mean, just get the gun that shoots those bullets. Yeah, like, that's yeah. I was kind of confused as the whole point of that. I, I was too, but was, I think the idea is like okay. These guns are meant to be antiques. Like, none of them work, but he's going to, like, okay, the hammer works over here, and the cylinder works over here, and this one's got a nice clean barrel and right, like i'm right. just gonna i'm gonna de- destroy Jury like four it, yeah. of these and build one working gun out of their scrap right. and then yeah. he shoots one guy and they move on that kind of bugged me because they've done this in the past with shotguns where like he has to like load it up and it's just, they work it into the combat right and I mean, they he just didn't did, have time I like, yeah I, they didn't I, do it fine oh, they, 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 he was I, discarding with, a lot of their guns during the knife fight because he knew it was john yeah. wick knife time but this <laughs> yeah. would have been like a really great chance to do something other than a semi-automatic pistol yeah um, which they well, did it's it's he got one one time. Shot. It's knife time. It's not semi-automatic look, pistol look, time. It's, knife, it's a knife fight, and you don't bring a gun to a knife fight. You That's saw what cheating. happened to those guys. I will admit, the, the following fight scene was amazing. Because <laughs> that, that was the oh throwing my gosh. knife. Man, that oh. one dude that he threw like 37 oh, knives yeah. into. Okay, that was a great kill. The yeah. one where he like stabbed the guy in the top of the head and then pounded that knife Down into his into skull. Yeah. That was great. Oh. But yeah. nothing Let's talk beats. about the first super gruesome kill. Nothing beats Ugh. slowly stabbing a man in the eye to and, kill him. And we see it. Oh, like, yeah. It's not like close oh. his eye pop back yeah. into his skull. It's yeah. not it's, like, a, oh, look, it's where the eye should be, but there's, John's hand's covered. No, it's there's like, no, no discretion at all. slowly stabbing yep. into an eye yep. and yep. the eye pops and the juices pour out yep. down his yep. cheek. And it was great. If it I were that that guy and I was in that situation. I just surrender. Yeah, I just peace <laughs> out. Like, I don't I, want. I'm no longer going to try and attack you. Well, no, no, no. If I, I were just, going, I just let him do it fast. I don't want to have to have my eyeball jelly before me. Yeah, <laughs> right, just like yeah. You don't bro, need to experience that. Stop, stop. Time out. Go for the heart. Just do, do it, it clean, just, dog. Come on, shank me. <laughs> do not shish kebab me. Yeah. <laughs> and then Man, and then because because there's like a billion throwing knives. Yeah. And I saw like I saw swords. I was expecting him to grab a sword, but now he went for the hatch. Yep. yep, and he like hatches as man. soon okay. as I we was... saw all of the throwing knives and hatches. Like, oh, shit's gonna get. Real. I love because because a part of these movies that I've always appreciated is that they show some of the ways that combat screws up. Like, hey, yeah. his gun will jam occasionally, yeah. or right. they, hey, they threw the knives wrong. He runs out of ammo, and I love that in this scene, like. A lot of the throws they take at each other, they just bonk on like, yeah. oh, no, the handle yeah. hit, hit, hit the yeah. floor. Yeah, There's, like so many of those knives just don't go in. It's yeah. great. It's amazing. I also love that. I love that he's like, oh man, like eight of them bonked and hit the 37 direct uh, yeah. hits. <laughs> I love the fact that like he spent all that time trying to get to one doctor so we could get that puncture wound just taken care of. And then immediately once this fight starts, knife bam, fight. another knife in the arm. <laughs> yeah. I think it's even the same arm, which is the funnier part to me. But like was, that just uh, made right me arm. laugh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just gosh, that fight is and so that, good. That moment when they realize, wait a moment, we're surrounded by weapons. Yes, both oh, of they them because they're uh, having a fist oh, fight in, a, in a, the hall of knives. Uh, yeah, they just oh man, that's that that whole thing is just amazing. All right, it doesn't stop there then because nope, he gets ch- away and then he goes to the stables. You know, I know I, now I, he's being chased by like the fine British assassins or yeah. whoever. I really now want to hear him like a, a legend about John Wick of he killed three men with a horse. Yeah, <laughs> he did. They were different. He horses. Did. 
no, that's, that's not the legend. Though. He's it's straight up horses. like because let's be let's be clear. He aimed the hind quarters of that horse and like slapped it, slapped it, yeah. it like <laughs> I think the third guy's alive though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because he got beat up and then he got the rope tie around him and thrown uh, into like that a guy box. The dude who got hung by a horse. Yeah, well, yeah, he got dragged around by his neck, but I, I can, I can see that like guy living more than like thirty-seven knives in the chest guy, and more yeah. than two hooves to the neck. Yeah, dudes. yeah, exactly. like absolutely. The life left him. They're oh yeah. Dead. Oh Man, my gosh. that is so good. And then we have John Wick riding a horse while people on horse motorcycles Wick, yes. attack him, which. Oh, that like that was that was awesome. I love that hit where the guy like runs into the car and like flips, flips three times. Over, yeah. yeah. Oh god. It's fantastic. That and whole then mess we is get great. to the first like expansion of the universe where he goes to the like Russian ballet house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And we learn that John is actually like from Belarus or I think something he, like that. I think he just was trained by the Russians. Like that—that that was just okay. The That's where he that grew up. Like the Russian mob sure. people that they're attached to. Like whatever this group is, this subgroup. Like because there's like the the weird homeless Bowery people. Well, because I think the, these the Russians are a different subgroup. All of, of the criminal organizations all like report up to the high table, right? right so the yeah. Yakuza and the Italian mafia right. and the Russian mafia, mafia, yeah. and. All the other mafias, right? Exactly. They all report up to the high table and operate by the rules and everything else, right? And, and he's or have their the own Russian rules ones. and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you guys think of the high table guy, the above the high table guy? Uh, we got to get to him in his own thing. Like, if yeah. we're going to talk about him, we're going to talk about him because that scene was weird. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I. Assassin's Do we want to talk, go ahead and talk about the Russians first? Because this yeah, Russian, I like this Russian, Russian school. We're here. Yeah, they, we're already I, on the topic. Okay. I don't know that there are this many ballerinas left in the world, but I like the, this setting. Again, like one of the things that John Wick does consistently throughout this is bring you to weird places and make them look so cool. Yeah. Mm. And I, I really like this. I, I like this scene that he has while this like tattooed ballerina is on the stage, like furiously dancing her heart out and just pissed that she's not doing it good enough, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. that That's just a cool setting for this entire thing. And I enjoy, again, more rules being set down of like, I've got this this cross, so you have to help me, you know, even though I'm like, excommunicado. To, yeah. yeah, the whole time he's talking to her, he's just like, whenever she sounds like negative, he just keeps bringing it back <laughs> like, in front she's of like, thing. I operate <laughs> under the high table. They can kill me. He's like, I have my ticket. I love how she even points out, you, you pull that up as if it's a response. Right, like, exactly. Even Mike's fun for it. Yeah, it, but you know, he, I, 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 this thing where they're like, yeah, okay, you're punching your ticket, and they like set it on, yeah. they, like brand, brand him. him. Brand they him. have a specific branding pole that they take his ticket and screw it onto, and uh-huh. then give him an upside down crucifix on his back. Yep. Yeah, like to brand on top him. of his already crucifix on his well, back, yeah. like you do. I mean, I think I saw a couple others very similar tattoos on people in they, that area. So. Like the underworld has some serious, like, look, if you're gonna cash in favors or like. Yeah, you got. You gotta make sure you want it. It's a thing. Yeah, you know the one thing I would like is a like side movie to the John Wick universe where we see like what the normal goings on were, like what an (laughs) average day for like a a assassin in this world is when John Wick isn't like god moding through you know (laughs) dozens and dozens of people. So okay, so he talks to Russian family. Mm-hmm. Or the Russian mafia woman, and he's like, I want my ticket. Get me overseas, because I got to talk to a guy that, I mean, we don't know who it is, but apparently it's the, like, someone at the high table or above the high table. Yep. And he goes overseas to nondescript Arabian country. Oh, uh, no, no, they said it was... Um, Morocco. 
Is was it Morocco? Morocco? I thought it was two different uh, things put together, that, didn't they? They specifically said that it was a uh, that the hotel was Moroccan. Oh, okay. Cool. I thought it was I, something, I something. Because he goes to Morocco. Oh, Casablanca. Casablanca. That's yeah. Gotcha. Because he goes to Morocco and goes to the continental there, which I I love this setting. I think it's really cool. Yeah, uh, it's it very like yeah, but it's still very elegant. But you can tell it's a different style of elegance. Yeah, so yeah, there, yeah. There's all these fine tables and pillows and everything, and, and you dancing see a, ladies, and you and see hookahs. a lot of like very well dressed people like reclining and smoking their hookahs. And stuff. Yeah, it like it feel it feels like it still has that level of elegance but one that's like appropriate for this setting and i think that's yeah. really really cool cuz the other continental that we've seen was like british right yeah, yeah. and that or italian i guess cuz he asked in, in in the second movie the that continental director there asked hey you here to come right. pope yeah. but that still felt is like okay this is you know it's still just a fancy hotel like the new york one yeah this felt very unique but still like you could tell okay this is still the continental here yeah. right yeah and this is where he meets halle berry who's the director for the continental in morocco right yes what do you guys think of their interactions? She came out a little strong. She felt very like like she was giving an audition and she just wanted to do the 110% like, look at how invested I am in this, rather than the realistic, no exasperation, no like quiet understanding, just constant like I feel like Halle Berry just really wanted to be in this movie. I appreciated how pissed she was, honestly, because mm. I feel like this kind of interruption to your shit is would be a massive pain in the ass. And I like that she's like, no, I don't want to do any of this at all. Because well, screw you. Because she mirrors John in the last one. Where exactly. He, where, Basically. Where he John is doesn't cashing shoot in. the guy who comes with his ticket. He asked him to politely leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying, like, when when the previous dude came in, exactly, but the, the idea is still, like, yes, she has a much more dramatic response, but the idea is still someone is coming to them with, like, hey, you owe me this favor that you've, like, it's a blood debt, like, you yeah. sta- stamped your little blood fingerprint, and you owe me, and they've said, no, I've finally gotten out of that lifestyle, I don't want to be dragged back into it, because mm. that's essentially what she's saying, like, Halle Berry is, like, no, I mean, she's obviously still in this world. She's the director of the Continental, but she says, like, no, I'm not an operative anymore. Right. I don't also, go I don't go out well, and, plus like, kill people. Yeah, if that's what had, I was going to say. She right. has no right to invoke that now. Yeah, so she, she she's no fucking obligation. herself over in this situation, whereas under normal circumstances, she could still be in her rights. But, but they still, but they, she, the point that she's coming from still feels a lot like John Wick in the previous movie. Yes. No, I know what you mean. It definitely mirrors the beginning yeah. of the first movie. And she also likes dogs. Yeah. Yes. yeah, not like those dirty cat. Ninjas. I love her dogs. <laughs> they're so adorable, and, and they have body armor. Dicks apart. <laughs> yeah, it's they a good thing they've armor. got body armor. They are uh, very good boys because they okay. go to see. They go to see like the, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's Bron from yeah. Game of Thrones. I don't know his name here, but what? Would, I was not told his accent. He's the leader. What is his accent supposed I have to be? No Mor- idea. Moroccan. Really? I, I guess. Didn't sound Moro- well, I guess I it don't. It sounded know what like Moroccan a British man like. trying to do a Moroccan accent. I know very my poorly. Moroccan accents. Yeah. And, no, um, he he is the I guess the director of the mint where they mint all the fancy yeah. new coin, yep. the doubloons. Uh, and they go to him because John needs to talk to him to find out where, like, the god of the organization, I'm, person above the, one the high table. Above he, says, the table. Yeah, it's the, he calls him the one who sits above the table. I'm assuming he's just, like, the tippity-top level of whatever this is. And I guess this guy's just a fucking genie? Because when they finally <laughs> get to him, like, that's what he feels like. 
I yeah. don't know. I, yeah. I do love how uh, Braun's character gives him these very vague, like, D&D style uh, directions <laughs> on how right. to get there. It like, sounds go like out a riddle. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a riddle, but it's not. Because yeah, he's like, like, walk, follow the star, and walk until you can walk no longer. Uh, and then like, walk among more. the Saharan dunes, <laughs> and then continue to walk. And you're like, hmm, what does that mean? And it's and like, oh, they you just find walk you, in the will. desert. Until you die. I feel like what it is is he like they just want him to walk until he's so tired he can't possibly kill everyone when he wakes up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Exactly. Let's talk for a minute. But okay, because they Bron gives them this information and then he's like, "Well, I'm going to be a dick about it because you owe me for that piece of, for the riddle. So I want your dog, Halle Berry." And she's like, uh, "Screw you! It's my dog." And so he, he shoots the dog because he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good thing the dog's wearing body armor. Um, and is also shot by armor because I mean his head was right there and yeah. his head's about as right. big as his torso. Bronze a bad shot apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then what do you, what do you expect? the two He's of them go ham. Halle Berry gets pissed and just takes dudes out. And this is because man, I love their fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that Halle Berry has done a lot of training similar to what Keanu Reeves has oh, done. Oh yeah, for sure. Because when she is, ma- she makes a lot of the same. Like you can tell that she's practiced like her gun work and her mm-hmm. gun choreography. Like she is. It, it is awesome she, watching them fight. She looks absolutely as good as he does in these fights. The scenes. problem I have is that it feels like she's got plot armor a lot more than John does. Because yeah. John gets stabbed, and John gets knocked Beaten down, up. and John gets kicked in the dick by enemy ninjas 80 billion well, times. Well, John's got a magic suit. She didn't have a magic suit, so... That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, but but Danish giant stabbed him through his magic suit. It's a bullet suit, not a knife suit. Plenty of dudes here have knives. All, like- all I'm saying is that it feels... I am less. It's it's what you were talking about with investment into the fights. Right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Right, yeah, yeah. where even maybe maybe I don't have the emotional investment of like, oh, I can feel what's driving John to do these. Right, but I still like, man, when John gets stabbed through the arm, I'm like, ah, that like I still cringe. I right. know he's gonna win, but right. that still like, ooh, like I feel for him. And what's he gonna do here? It feels I, like there's stakes, and there's right. no stakes here because it, she never gets hurt. She doesn't go through the same process John usually does, where right. combat actually her, her and her cold. dogs feel invincible. Yeah, no one, no one even kicks a dog, and then the dog bites their nuts. It's just the dogs bite nuts because the dogs are essentially invincible. As as she there's there's a single time when someone like grabs her and pins her up against the wall. Yeah, and that's just so the dogs can use them as a platform to yoink someone out of a tower. Which I right will say, I really liked. Them. It's awesome. It's super cool choreographed, yeah. and the fight is like it's one of my favorite fights just because it's so cool watching these two people who are so focused and clearly right. like rehearsed yeah. in their choreography. But again, I'm missing some of that investment because she and her dogs feel invincible in this I, fight. I think I it's less that. the invincibility, and I think it's more that this fight feels ancillary. This feels like a side quest, like because John's not is. really re- like involved yeah. in this. He's already got the information that he needs right right on John's side. Like, I don't like that this guy shot her her dog, and that was totally a dick move. But at the same time, it's like, uh, okay, I guess we're just gonna kill everyone here now. Yeah. That's yeah. fine, except for him. Which, and then there's I mean, gonna be no consequences for either of them to come from that, and so it's just sort of a weird weird situation. I think there might be, but it feels like maybe they're... They're setting up for the fourth movie. I mean, probably yeah, they are. No, but like the, But at the same time, like in this movie that we're watching right now, there's no... Right, you know, right. There's no... This is, no no one that. cares that they've suddenly just like murdered the entire workforce of the Mint. Right, yeah. exactly. This is one of the things I'm going to come back to later. It feels like a lot of the things that they do in this movie is to set up the next movie, which I, I'm not a huge fan of. I, did, I, w- I don't know if I'll go that far. And... <clears throat> 
I, I think the thing that maybe most sets up that is the like weird man who sits above the table. I'm just gonna call him Genie Man because yeah. I don't know what else to really. He's he's Genie an man. Arabian nomad. Like it's it's a dude. Yeah, in like this, a tent, and there's a bunch of camels. He and feels it's, like it's he literally fairly, stepped out of Lawrence of Arabia or something. Right. You know? yeah. Like he's he's full on just like turban all this stuff. It does not feel like he is a part of this modern world, and I think that's intentional. I think he's oh, supposed absolutely. to feel otherworldly on that level. Well, think, but it's just supposed very to be like strange. the ruler of it, while also being very a part of it, right? Exactly, apart from it. But yeah, like yeah. he, it it's just super weird. I don't really get it. Like I feel no. like I had a problem with him too. Like I felt like. They were setting up the high table to be this super grandiose, like him show up and then be in like Greece in like the Olympian temples and them all yeah. sitting around a, like a giant table. And <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> pouring think, gold for each I, other. I think the issue is that like pouring this guy gold. doesn't feel like he would yeah. give a shit about an assassination organization. Like he just doesn't feel a part of the world at all. And so I think the, that is as. I think that's more because of the setting than the character himself. Because sure, the character yeah. himself is very like he knows what all of these things are. You sure. know, he's talking to John and it's clear that he's very like. He understands all the implications of what John has done. For sure. But the setting itself makes him, f- makes again, it makes him feel like he's just not a part of it. Right? Yeah, exactly. It feels like we stepped into another movie for a minute, and then we're going to go back to the other one. Although it, it, the scene where he cuts off his own finger is hardcore. Where John, oh, cuts, God, off, yeah. John cuts off his own finger. Yeah, not exactly. This, right. Well, but, and I, I think they could have changed that, because if... if John had been rescued by a nomad dude with the camel and they walk up and it's just this tent in the middle of the Sahara and then you go into the tent and it's super like like it's like that retro high tech futuristic right, yeah. right yeah. where yeah. like that weird combination sure. like has been in all, every other place in the movie sure but it, again it has that very Moroccan or wherever <laughs> like, they are feel like the to weird it. people that do all the handle the contract stuff the the weird ladies with the switchboard yeah, yeah. yeah. they're the using like pieces. computers from Fallout but <laughs> yeah. at the same and like a chalkboard for sure yeah but they're very they're obviously it, part of this world right. super them untrackable or whatever right. yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because they still send felt, out text messages. If, well, he had, yeah. if he had felt more like that, right. then I think it would have... It, it wouldn't have, it, Like you were saying, it feels like it's setting up for the future because yeah. we only get like a 10-minute scene with this dude. Right, if that long. And like, I get the feeling that next movie is... Well, him okay, going I, after that guy, him maybe? Going, him coming in for revenge, obviously, against Winston, and then maybe the movie I, after that... I don't think he's going after Winston. I think that was a sh- that was all a, a, a show. show. Yeah. I uh, think he'll come after Winston, but half-heartedly because he knew the well, no, I mean, why I, he was doing oh, it. Yeah, I think it'll just Rick, be explained. I okay, think yeah. so, they're so in on it together. At the very... I mean, we have to get to it eventually, but sure. at the very end, Winston betrays John right? because they've been working together. Yeah. Because the... Okay, the adjudicator, we should talk hmm. about her. We should. Okay, so she's the villain, the corporate villain I was talking about. I don't I, consider her a villain. I, well, she is a force that is working against John. Like, yeah. she's not yeah, necessarily an evil, and she doesn't have that same sense of, like, oh, this person is a complete and, asshole. And she's also punishing everyone who's helped John. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So she she doesn't seem like you know, she has any of her own right agenda, do. like a exactly, lot of the villains. Yeah. Right. She, she definitely is not in she's this just for a mouthpiece. personal thing. Exactly, yeah. She's middle but management. She is the mouthpiece of a very large organization that's trying to kill John. Yes. And so I, yeah, she's she feels antagonistic to me. And like you yeah. know, I I like how she I, I like seeing that work against John in this movie because for the past two movies, like everyone has been working the rules for John, and so to see it kind of pushed against him and the people who are helping him getting fucked up for it, I that helps add a lot of consequence to his actions, and I appreciate that. Um, I I think that she works well in that role, uh, but I think that she's kind of overshadowed by how much I like Mark Dacascos in this movie. Yeah, no, he's great because Iron Chef. 
Sushi like ninja is amazing. I, I love I, him I love and everything his that he's such moment. a Yeah, he's, he's such like, a, I'm a huge fan. It makes me so sad when he dies. Like yeah. I, I honestly genuinely feel bad for him when he dies. I, I didn't okay. want him to get killed. Let's talk about their fight and specific the one that I want to talk about specifically is the one right before their right. fight. So oh, is that the one that you the were ninja like, Did that's, that's the one where it's okay, so Mark Dacosca, uh, Iron Chef. Yeah. Right. Um well, he's the he's the chairman at the Iron Fine. Chef. Of the, the Iron, Iron Chef, Chef chair, chairman has like an entire ninja school underneath him that he's trained, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And they have been going and working for the adjudicator for this corporate face to to basically deliver punishment to everyone that's helped John. And it's super one-sided. Like, it doesn't look like they take any casualties when they're dishing out their punishments. No. But but from what I can tell, he's been, like, sitting on the sidelines, and when she comes to him, he, she's like, yes, finally, I've been waiting to get involved. This is awesome. You finally have someone that's enough of a challenge that I need to get off my ass and go do this. Right. And so they go, and the ninjas have no problems dispatching everybody else except right. for John. Yeah. Um, but then they get to the Continental, and it's the fancy, like, office of the Continental. And Chairman's two, like, generals, right? I, I guess. Sure. I guess. That's I, what I'm going to call there's them. Been a, there's been a gradual progression. of It feels like the, like the lower-level students, who even then, they gave John some trouble. Like, you got your and green then, belts. Yeah, exactly. And then we're up to the red belts with these two guys. And then, you know, we got Mark well, but, at oh, the top. But I think that's what it's supposed to be. But these two feel... Like, I can tell from watching the fight that their martial art ability is just so far above Keanu Reeves martial art ability yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll and watch that. and this is this was the fight that I was talking about in the spoiler free portion where I was like this is the one that like feels out of place because these two with when he's fighting the chairman it's clear that the chairman has a lot of respect and a lot of awe where he's like wow this is like one of my heroes in the assassin world and also a lot of cockiness where he's Mm -hmm. like this is one of my heroes but also i'm just as good if not better yeah and so you can tell that in those scenes like there's times when he could easily kill john but he's not because he's being cocky that's yeah. that's I mean that really also happens me. with these two with the two with. generals it do, I don't get that same feeling I get the feeling like they like oh, they had, twice. oh yeah at the they, very beginning. they definitely do like yeah they, they, they knock him no, down I, they have the knife to his throat and then they get let him get up catch his breath and I, you have uh, a moment I, no I I agree on those parts okay. that's not the part I'm talking about because that that feels like a respect thing it's when they're fighting when they're doing the hand to hand stuff it looks to me just watching them fight it looks like they're taking it easy on see, him see that's that's not what i see i i see like what you're saying about like it feeling like mar or like uh keanu reeves is not as good as them and i i would agree that's i think a part of it but i think the thing that i appreciate within that scene is it looks like he's tired and yes, he has been yeah. fighting non-stop for a long time before this be- begins yeah. and so i like that that to me that feels less like keanu reeves isn't as good enough isn't good enough to be in this fight scene with these two guys but more like he is tired and they're going easy on him. Yeah, but I feel like it they want to see what I think John is, Wick is exactly, and I feel like that's them being cocky mm. and more than it is like just them I, not going. I wouldn't consider like being cocky. I th- I feel like it was them being. They wanted to keep pushing him to see if there was more to him than what they had seen they, from their do first Do you feel skirmish. like they were preparing him for chairman? When, when I no. say... I think that they wanted to get the very most out of him before they killed him. And since he beat them, they didn't get to kill him. I feel like I would agree with that if but he killed him most. at the end. 
Like the, he, if 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 he went went ahead and murdered them at the end, I think I would go more along with that. But because he doesn't, I feel like it's a more friendly almost type of thing. I think yeah. it was after uh, like a show of respect because they let him <laughs> gig up twice, and then he that was his like yeah. repay. And, and it's friendly, to it. yeah. Although they did kick him just one after another through every display case in the yeah. floor. I lo- like they kick Those him through two other one, guys. Those and then he stand guys. up, yeah. and then they kick him through another one, and he stand up. Those were two other guys. Those were the yeah. green belts. But okay, yeah. but yeah. I, I, that was a great part of that. But I think what I like about this is uh, John Wick's entire world is none of this is personal. They are just here because of various outside reasons. Like, right. n- like And I, I appreciate that. And that's what I mean by it not being it being almost friendly. There's a respect there no, of I, like, we are trying to kill each other like 100%. But if but we it's could not, gig out of this. Well, and, yeah. Okay. And, and I agree with you story perspective, right? Sure. From, from the story, I under I understand that and it's I get it. John yeah. is tired. I, I get all that. But I'm saying specifically the choreography of this fight. Yeah. Especially because we've seen these two general I'm I'm just gonna keep calling them the yeah. generals. Yeah. Sure. We've seen these two generals Mini bosses. Fi- fight other people. <laughs> And we've seen them just like outclass everyone so much. And then when it comes back here, it feels like they're pulling their punches. And I get from a story perspective, but it still it still feels it, it doesn't feel like it has the same level of choreography as the other fights because it feels it looks like they're pulling their punches so much, not just in a like oh we're being respectful kind of way. I, I didn't. Get I mean, that. they were still like, coming at him with yeah. their murder knives. I, I I didn't get that. I I just didn't get that impression from it. And that, it might just be a personal taste thing. Sure, but th- yeah, that's that's I, I that's kind of how it hit me. No, I can definitely see what you mean because uh, I think he even called out like one of the guys was in the raid. Like they're very skilled yeah. martial arts. So, like Keanu Reeves is good, but he's mostly picked things up for his movies, and it's it's a different level of skill between them that I do think it shows, but I don't yeah. think it's as much of a problem because of the reasons that the, you guys have been providing. They're doing it a lot works. more, they're doing a lot more fancy footwork type stuff. His, yeah. his thing is a much more functional type of martial yeah. art. Yeah. Like, yeah. and, and that is, T- that, take 80, 80 punches, kick a dude in the dick, walk well, no, on and go to the next What dude. I mean is more like their, their thing is a lot more like high kicks and like a lot more stuff that feels like it comes out of a like traditional There's martial a lot arts more movie. Flourish to it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And his style in general, and I don't just mean in this fight, but like in general, his thing, it feels like a much more brutal, like just Efficiency. very efficient. Yeah, exactly. Game to the ground, once in the chest, once in the head. Exactly. Yeah. It is, it is all about killing someone as quick as possible. And in in, if it's ugly, like that's fine. Like it, you don't care about the looks at all. It, it, but the other one feels pretty prettier is the thing no okay i feel I, so bad when he kills mark Dacascos. like and it's mostly because he's such a funny charming character throughout most of it i really hope that if if like they can bring him back in the next movie because he's dead i mean okay we've already seen other characters get like horribly messed up like there's you know he kills bowery king dude samuel no not, he got seven cuts yeah, Lawrence Fishburne got the seven cuts. And, like, I feel like, you know, that's equally bad to getting stabbed in the no. chest. I, no. I'm getting skewered? I can believe that in this world, he, dude got skewered. No. It just didn't hit. Another no. guy got Cashing. shot in the chest twice. So Cashing like, would be fine because he they showed that and it, he, went in, he wasn't, it didn't come out the back through one. the spine. Yeah, but he's still recuperating because no, no, he it's been, like, He two said days. it went into his heart. <laughs> 
Like yeah. that's different from it, like this guy got I'm stabbed sorry, in the middle the of the chest. spine. Yeah, maybe it went through the spine. I don't know. Maybe it just didn't hit his spine. That's a, if okay, they brought yes, him he back. He comes back in the next movie in a wheelchair. If they brought <laughs> him back, hanging a jar. I've got I got the special Olympics kung Look, fu. Maybe they'll just, they'll give him the same four pills that let Keanu Reeves shrug off the injuries <laughs> from his last movie. That's Keanu Reeves' you don't martial arts. Shrug off paralysis. You don't shrug <laughs> off getting shot a whole bunch of times, but John does. He has a magic suit. He's been shot in movies before that, and he didn't, like, whatever. No, I'm just saying, like, oh he, my God. the way that they do it, if they brought him back, I would be like, yes, I'm happy to see this guy again. Y- Not- yes, the chairman is cool. Exactly. And his character, the That's fact what I'm that, saying. He's so, that, that he's such a good martial artist and, and also so such happy. a fanboy of John. That's what it's it is. cool. Yeah, yes. he just is so happy to see John and so happy to get this fight with him. Le- and okay. I want to see more of that. Like, it makes me feel genuinely bad when he dies. Like, this this guy was was nice and charming, and he was doing this thing, yeah. But it, again, it wasn't personal, right? And you well, know. it was personal because he really looked up to this. It was personal in a sense that he oh, yeah, always yeah. wanted. It this. wasn't personal in the sense that they wanted to that like he needed John dead for yeah. personal reasons. It wasn't oh, a yes, revenge. No. It wasn't a I hate John and need to kill him. Right. It was a. We're both in this business. The, the fact and this that guy's we're fighting legendary. is very personal to me. I will treasure this moment for the rest of my very short life. Yeah, <laughs> no, because that's what Long, he wanted was to life. be comparable, if not beggar, than John, and he wanted John to acknowledge him at the end. Right. He even says, like, at one point, like, we are both, we are the bringers of death or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really wanted John at some point just to go, like, fucking weeb. Because yeah. <laughs> he, he was being, like, really on the nose with, like, and heavy handed with a lot of that. The only one that I really liked, like, and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he said that was at the end where he was like, so, John, that's a pretty good fight, huh? <laughs> and John was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it was a good fight. <laughs> All right. One more fight I got to talk about. I love the uh, like the armored assault. On yes. The- yes, so good. I was waiting for that to so come. So good. It was awesome. It is yes. such a change from the usual uh, fight choreography because he's shooting people not to kill them but to knock them down. That well, was so so that he can gig up to them in their armor. And yeah, I love because we've got this this long setup scene right yeah. where he's loading all of the different magazines into his belt and he's like getting all prepared. He's got all of his and the different guns. And the is like, I would recommend dual wielding with this gun. Exactly. <laughs> and it's awesome. And you see him set up, right? And then the first dude comes in and he empties basically two magazines into him. He's like, well, that's not working. <laughs> I love when he is like essentially keeping people on the ground by shooting them. Yeah. Like it's not having any other effect but just to like to stun lock a bunch of people yeah. in the room. long enough for him to come up and like lift the helmet up so he can shoot the neck or lift the visor to oh, shoot yeah, him in the eye. Oh, God. or just shoot a guy in the dick 17 times <laughs> so they get a few kills but like the other team the bag boys like kill all of the concierge except for main concierge and john it's, so it's they just gross. come back to the we got the room. hotel staff and john and sharon and yeah. oh 30 seconds later, everyone's dead. But Except for the main and they come yeah, back in just exasperated, like, we're going to need bigger guns. And like, yeah. then the concierge comes and taking his jacket. Like, I love and that. just yeah. quietly like, grabs is, his other gun. I love that he doesn't even pissed. say like, yeah. this, is the, this is the first time like he has felt like I've gotten any sense of emotion with this guy. But yeah. he feels like, all right, fuck this. We're bringing out the, gu- the <laughs> shotguns now. One thing that does power. bug me, though, is that... Literally all of the hotel staff got killed. Oh, yeah. And then at the end of the movie, Sharon asks... Uh, oh, that was the day well, staff. Well, okay. They're just going the next shift comes staff. in like, oh. <laughs> just clean up the bodies of the other staff. Well, 
Exactly. Oh, this is a hell of a dinner uh, party, guys. But, <laughs> There's a lot of guests at this dinner party. <laughs> We're going to make a lot up. of coins tonight. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be cleaned up from this dinner party for months to come. There is one thing about the, the fight scene itself that irks me because they normally do a great job at this. When he gets the shotgun, they do a good job for the most part of keeping track of how many fire, shots he's firing and how many he's loading. Until the part where he empties the magazine... Loads three shells in. No, he's using speed loaders. Like it's a it's a thing where he's gra- ja- basically jamming he, he a like whole bunch. He like shoots one. Like he he like slides it. That's why you see him like slide his hand all the way up the barrel. It's because he's bunch loading of them like going. six. Oh, in at once. The, I never yeah. saw the speed loaders. Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. him fire like load three shells and then fire eight. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? No, like he's he's using a special thing. I think to like get a whole he, bunch. Yeah, of he stuff is. In and and when you see him like load one or two, that's because he's like shoot shoot. Okay, yeah. I've got a brief second. I'll top up real yeah. quick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, top so that's why there's one those kind of like sticky outside the ejection port a little bit yeah, yeah stuff like that exactly is what's going gotcha on. Yeah. yeah okay I that makes way more sense once they've got the shot okay one of the things that i love about this movie is that dadgum do they do a great job of lighting their nighttime yeah. scenes yeah. i can see yeah. what's happening yeah. and i am so happy about that because uh-huh. you never get that in movies nowadays it's yep. always just this grim well i guess action's happening in there in the darkness somewhere because <laughs> i can hear it it's not 37 cuts so you can cut around some old man liam neeson type do it person doing a exactly. whole bunch of stuff that he's not doing <laughs> yeah. they, they show what's going on because again keanu has put in the work to be able to do all of these mm-hmm. stunts and choreography himself yep and you can see it and it's le- they like flick a- he's like set the mood and he's like okay i guess that means neon green Green. Yeah, <laughs> that's the mood we're going flickering. Yeah, I love that green. though. Yeah, I love how that is how he sets mood. He just turns off all the lights and turns on some. Yep, young green I, lights. It's, I it's, love. It's fantastic. I love Winston down in that safe, just drinking his big old bottle yeah. of, yep. with, glass with, of bourbon. Uh, yeah. John's dog, dog. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that as he soon as they leave, never named that dog. He just calls it dog. Yeah. yeah. I like to think that as soon as they leave, like Winston flips down a giant TV and just flips on Adventure Time, and as soon as, yeah. as, soon as the thing starts unlocking, like it just like really goes yeah. back yeah. up. <laughs> they come back in for the guns and he just like tips his wine at him. <laughs> I love that. He's just like, yeah, go get him, guys. <laughs> this scene is also just so cool with the the visuals of the shotgun, like the shotgun blast. Yeah, and how much and just, more effective their evaporating, yeah. like half their head being gone. Yeah, that's the, the sound too. Yeah, the sound of the shotgun firing repeatedly. The sound is of just all like, of the weapons in this movie were just top notch. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I think you can always tell the difference between like what's being shot, and like yeah. it gives it another feeling of oomph. I can't tell if it's better in this movie than the previous ones, or if it's better because we saw it in movie theater and not on your te- television screen. I think it. I think. I think it's both. I yeah. think it's it's excellent sound design, and I think it is is yeah. that. I think it is the sound design equivalent of what we're talking about with being able to see in these dark scenes. Yeah. I appreciate their magic silencers in the second one that never like. Because you can only use a silencer oh, a couple yeah. times and then it's ruined. Their silencers <laughs> were that, quiet enough to where you could walk through a subway and be like pew, 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 that, and, and no one like no yeah. one's like they all just have their ear. Well, AirPods. Okay. And even okay. if you do have a but, silencer, it's not a pew pew pew. It's like a you're sl- instead of like a explosion, it's yeah. you're slamming a book on the table. Well, yeah. okay, but it modifies the sound. But look, in this movie, New Yorkers just don't care because dudes get shanked in the middle well, of the subway. They all yeah, clearly like, work for the same organization because he can go to the taxi yeah. cab like here's a coin. Just go to the horse, all, like, here's a coin. And that's the other thing I was gonna say is apparently everyone in New York is a crimester. Well, <laughs> a I mean, yeah. haven't you ever been to New York? <laughs> a crimester, Josh. I think yes, because like he'll because I get it in at the end of the second movie when Winston like. He's that like, is everyone a freeze, scene. But yeah. that's but like he's doing it intentionally, right? Yeah. He's right. like, look, there's gonna be these assassins here. It's to like show the weight of like, here's how screwed you are, John, right? 
But then John's running through New York, and every person is just like, hey, we're a barbershop quartet, and just stares him down. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> okay, okay. Apparently, New York is just like 95% assassins. Well, that's why the yeah. unemployment rate's so high. Oh my God. You can't put assassin on your job. All the homeless people are assassins. Yeah. I mean, right. all the homeless people in this literally are assassins. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Okay. I look, One more thing to talk about before we get into our final thoughts. I want to know what you guys think of the final scene. Because... Ba- ba- so, Winston had earlier like talked talk to John and said, Look, they're telling me I've got a hand over the Continental. Uh, and they're telling you, you've got to kill me to get your life back. What if we say, screw them all, team up, and yeah. take them on? And he convinces John to be on his side. He's yeah. like, look, you want to die as, a, as John Wick... You don't want to die as Baba Yaga, the slave to to right. the table, right? Yeah. Um, and then, and he, then when, at the end of the movie, like they're like, "Oh, you were doing this as a show of strength, not to like show defiance to us. You were showing us that you were you you are worthwhile to be in your position." And he's like, "Yeah, sure, we'll go with that." And <laughs> well, then okay, and he's that, like, and "What do we what do about John?" That's what I want to. That's what I want to know. Do you think that Winston is genuine when he shoots? When no. he's like, "Yes, I was just one of the Continental, and I'm shooting John now." No, not no. even a little bit. Like, I, I there is zero doubt in my mind that that is entirely just for show. Okay, they tricked me because in the moment I was like, "Winston, you dick." No, like I, like I think thinking that is- about it now. I think it's very probable that yes. in the next movie if, they talked down in the safe about how this was going to be their plan or if something it was, like that. I if don't it think not, it was the plan. I think he was being opportunistic but knew he wasn't going to kill John. Yeah, John exactly. Yes. He's he shooting w- him in the bulletproof parts of his like special suit thing. Yeah. And then really on top of that, hoped he like he had a 50-50 chance when he fell down there that he I didn't mean, That was a neck. crunchy fall. No, that was yeah. a crunchy would, fall. But he also thing, threw he's, him he's exactly dead. where that homeless dude was early in the movie. And I think Winston is aware of that. And also because of the conversation conversation where they're like oh you didn't find him what a surprise yeah, i'm sure he won't get far stares at charon openly winks yeah and charon <laughs> after like right after he got shot charon came over there like will plates so, are like normally he likes john he wouldn't have been like a sh- he would have been like a shame sir or something yeah, yeah exactly gotcha. like, there's there, i feel I, like there's zero percent chance that was thinking not- about it now yeah. i agree with you guys in the moment in the movie the movie got me i got bamboozled yeah i was enough. like oh i can't believe it he could he been betrayed no 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 um as soon as he spoke down in the hotel i was like no he knew what was up he that was not intentional and then and then the secret pigeon homeless society takes him down to the seven sliced king bowery right uh which bowery like king. lawrence fishburne you know i'm just not into lawrence fishburne's character in this in these movies uh, yeah i don't i don't i liked him beggar in this one like he was still hammy. He was just a bit more not as over the top. I like yeah. I liked him at the end because I think his hamminess works for the I've been sliced up and I'm pissed about it and want my revenge. Th- it's yeah. earlier when he's like, "I'm the king of the pigeons." Your internet, bah, your bah humbug, your stupid internet. <laughs> yeah, pigeons but he, are the way he the wasn't future. screaming some like catchphrase or something. He was just like, "Avert your eyes, my darling." Like, my when darling <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm fine with all of that. My issue is still just this. I guess he just goes home and still is a homeless dude, despite, like, if you're a part of this world, I think the idea is you're an assassin because you, you get to be rich and live in this, like, incredibly luxurious lifestyle he had the rest throne. of the time. But these guys are all just, like, straight-up homeless dudes all the time. With like Rolex. <laughs> I just... 
I just don't see, like, I don't know that, uh, I know that actor. I know who that guy is because he's on the How Did This Get Made podcast, the, the TikTok dude. Oh. Yeah, he's he's one of the guys on that. Not Paul yeah, Shear, but the other guy. He always plays the, the crazy dude. And, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's been on, like, Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's, it's, and he always plays the crazy ki- dude. It's killing me that I can't remember his name right now. Wait, it's, uh, uh Z- Key. Z- no. No. You're talking about Key? No, that's not Key. That's, uh, something Z. It's Z- Zapelli. No. Mr. Zapelli. Look it up because um, it's killing me. Jason Manzukas. Jason Manzukas. Yes, Jason Manzukas is who that guy is, and like <laughs> he, he feels like maybe he, he maybe he stole that Rolex and like oh, or yeah. something. But it still feels to me like when when <laughs> when uh, Lawrence Fishburne is like, "Hey, we're having Applebee's tonight." Like, I think he's being literal now. Like, maybe yeah. that's just what he does. <laughs> maybe that's just his thing. Is that like he could go do super rich stuff when he wanted to, but he just likes being. He has a throwing. He but, moot changes off his poor people clothes to his like special robe his, and pipe. His nice poor people clothes. They were no. Nice that clothes. is a silk yeah, robe. It was a silk robe. robe. I, it, he still, he's got a jaguar staff. He looks yes. to me like he smells like ass. He like, does. I mean, that's still part of his <laughs> character. But I mean. He, he, he looks to me life. like he has not showered in years. That's what I'm saying. Like it does not feel like he's a part of this That's super he's luxurious the lifestyle. King, Bapa Boopy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I don't get it, so it doesn't feel right to me. It, I agree. It, and I that's agree. the overall feeling I get from that guy. But I, I am curious to see what they will do with him, all scarred up and all, and all yeah. that. All that to say, I do think it works at the end when he's like, "I want my crazy revenge." Yep. Yes. At that point, the heminess and the over the topness works for me. I'd agree with that, and I like that. I like the little interaction he has with John where he's like, hey, you, you want to be on my team? You want to go get some revenge? Raise your hand. And he does. And he's like, oh, did you, you, they cut off your fingers. Shit. And John him flicks the, him off. Yeah, that's off, great. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I, okay. Yeah. I, we got to talk about this, though. I thought this was the end of, of John Wick. Like, I thought we were coming in to see yeah. chapter three, yeah, part three of the trilogy, so and we were done. And I don't know how I feel about the idea that it's continuing. I'm I'm glad that like this movie seems to be doing well, and so it probably you're will afraid it'll ruin itself if it keeps going. Exactly. Like Me the too. more there there are, the more chance they are to mess it up. But they've gone from like five to like a four to like a four and a half. So I'm like they're they're keeping Spoilers. up the quality. I'm not, that's not. I don't know if I actually gave the second one a four. Did I? Anyway, like they're 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 the quality is this one's better than the last one. So I'm happy about that trajectory. They keep that up. I'm cool. Yeah. They keep it even in the four to five range. Totally happy with it. No matter how many they make, I just am worried that they are going to continue to stretch this. And it feels like you could have a very definitive ending because, in one of these movies. Because if because I get the idea that they enjoy the John Wick character and want to continue like make it a franchise. And they're right? making amazing and movies. That's great. Yes. But at some point, like. I mean, once we get to seven months in and he's just been going nonstop, it's like, all right, he's got like give, a the man a, yeah, give the man a break, let him breathe for two years and then come back to him after that. Something like that. I mean, I feel like they could definitely do that with the pause between this movie and the next. Sure. Um, but, okay, okay, go ahead and get into your final thoughts, Rick. Okay. You're kind of starting us there. Yeah, I am. Uh, so least favorite part of this movie is I, I like the world building and all that, but there does feel like there's a solid chunk in the middle where they do a ton of that, and a lot of it just kind of is like, okay, let's I, I get it, let's let's go get on to something else. Especially when they see the man above the high table. It's I think the one I don't like more is is Braun. I think that Braun is a bigger issue to I think that Braun is a bigger issue to me because he feels like he is just it is unnecessary that they go to the place where they are making the coins and making the the like blood oath things that just doesn't feel like it is really what we need to do there it's it feels like unnecessary world building i guess there Mm -hmm. um i like that they're in this different setting that's fun 
And the man above the table is really, really weird to me, and it feels super out of place. But I think that's intentional. I think that that just needs tweaking, whereas the Braun thing it just doesn't work for me really at all. Um, it feels like an excuse to have that fight with Halle Berry, and and that I feel like you could work a great that fight, in. It's a fantastic yeah. fight. I love it. But I feel like you could work that into the story more effectively and make it work stronger. Um, my favorite part is is got to be. My favorite part has got to be Mark Dacascos. He just like he the had, chairman. Well, he has been in other action movies like before, like early in his career, he did a bunch of action movies, mm-hmm. but they just he just never quite made it to that next level where he would become like the. I feel like he never got the movie that let him shine to the degree that his skill should have let him shine. Like he he should have been at least like a B list star as far as action movies go, as far as I'm concerned, and he just never got there. But I'm so happy to see him in this movie and see him get to be this super cool character, and also he's just fun to see like yeah. he's just happy and smiley and and, and deadly and deadly and super cool all the time and i yeah. love him so um this movie is not as good as the first movie it doesn't have that emotional content for me that that is on a choreography level uh, it, it is above it but it is not as all well-rounded as perfect as that first movie is that that movie does everything that it needs to do on every level for you me. gave the first one a five didn't you? i stand by that five okay uh this movie is better than the second movie. It, it the story is tighter, everything it works better, the action is a step above. So I'm going to give this movie a four and a half. It is almost as good as the first one, but it's just not quite got that emotional core to give it the punch that it needs to to really push it into the five star territory for me. So four out of five ruined dicks for me. Four and a half, four and a half <laughs> ru- out of five ruined dicks. I mean, all right, fair enough, Brian. So about. What percentage of the movie end do you think the auger chick or whatever her title was, did she show up? The the like adjudicator? 30%. Or 30%. Yeah. So at that point, when she was telling everyone who's got to step down, what I thought this movie was leaning into was basically John bringing about a change of the high table. Like he's going mm-hmm. to get these yeah. people who've just gotten out, kill all the other high table, and now he has his own high table who can like give him the authority to just leave. And I'm not sure if they're actually going that way anymore. Because I feel like they're gonna just gonna like take over the world. I guess with all the underpower people. Like I feel yeah. like the, I feel like Russian ballet lady is coming back. I feel like, uh, like well, yeah, that's Bower what King I mean. Is like back. Yeah. all the people who got punished or like all of his connections. Like what's her face? Yeah, I don't know about if cashing will come around. But basically, I see I'd that he has people. Back. I really hope he does that. He would put in power instead of the people currently in power. But my main beef with like. I don't know what his plan is or if he even has a plan at this point. Because once he showed up to the, the guy above the table, he basically just seemed like he was going there to apologize just to putting into it and didn't have a plan. Right. But um, I think my main beef with the uh, guy above the table is that there was no show of power. That the uh, Like at the very end of the first movie, you see the, the meeting in the park and everyone freeze. And that's just super ballsy. Yeah. Yeah, just to show that he has that much power and that many people just for that scene, and then unfreeze again. Whereas this guy's just some a Arabian, yeah, like he doesn't. He's not in a weird, crazy glass diamond castle or anything. <laughs> right. He, none of his guys are like, like oh, I'm the biggest guy that ever existed and have taken a hundred bullets or anything. <laughs> like I don't know. There was no power to him. Well, because like looking at the setting, you get the feeling that when the guy above the table 
when he's not busy doing man above the table things, he's milking camels. And he and his homies <laughs> and are smoking just hookah. chilling, smoking hookah. Yeah. Like, yeah, and that's not what the guy who's in charge of the, the people entire, in charge of the world, the criminals of the world. Yeah, yeah. I want him to be like in a special lab where people are like, "We just resurrected this dinosaur for you to eat for supper, sir." And like, <laughs> that's me. I'm king of the world. <laughs> Time to make this one extinct again. And I do, I do appreciate that they like kind of went into a weird, different direction with it. It just doesn't quite feel like he's connected to that that uh, that world of assassins, and that's yeah. the problem. So, but other than that, I I actually like the scenes were like, how do I say this is. Probably the best action movie I'd say we had in like years, years and years. Like I can't think of anything comparable to this. Like mm. it is the perfect action. The movie. raid. The raid is probably the last. The movie raid I would is say good. Is action, action wise, is as good as this. But it doesn't have as good gunplay. It has really good martial arts. It yeah. doesn't have the gunplay this That's has. True. It right, doesn't yeah. have like nothing has the, the gunplay. Nothing yeah. has the gunplay. And this. it doesn't have the supporting Gun cast Fu. that this Gun movie Fu. has. Don't don't disparage this movie by comparing it to Equilibrium. Like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> no, this takes like the only cool thing about Equilibrium and throws the rest aside and makes this. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, different conversation. We will do. Yeah, yeah. We'll do right, gun right, right. Favorite and least yeah. favorite. Favorite and least favorite. Uh, favorite was probably the the knife fight where he's just like. Throwing shit tons of knives at these guys. Only yeah. them were landing. Well, it seemed like most of his landing, whereas when people threw stuff at him, they just bounced off, which I think it was another one of those scenes just like with Halle Berry to where like all three of those guys he's fighting rang out gun- bullets at the same time he is, and it's just like a, <laughs> it's like a weird a quick draw. standoff yeah. where they're all having to reload. They're and all he, racing to of get course, it, yeah. reloads the fastest because he's John Wick, and right. that's his thing. Yeah. Uh, least favorite would be the man above the tape. Gotcha. But other than that... I would say this is probably, I would say this is my favorite of the three movies. Mm -hmm. The first movie, I was, John took a lot of damage in that movie, but no one felt comparable to John. He was just. He was a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, he was a gog among ants in that one. In the second one, they introduced like a bunch of really cool side villains who wanted to be as good as John. Cassius came in. Yeah. Yeah. And in this one, they introduced like a bunch of ninjas with tricks that John didn't have, whereas none of the other guys in the second movie had that. So I think. Overall, this is my favorite movie, with the exception of the bits of story problem that I have. But sure. it's an action movie, so I can turn that aside. So I'll give it a, a five out of five uh, uh, camels. Hey. Yeah, just camels. Five <laughs> out of five camels. Camel, yeah. one camel five out of five, okay. Yeah. I think that's the per- first perfect score you've given. That's... I've given something a perfect score. Home Alone? No, that One of the anime me, movies it's, it's from the it. anime I think I probably dig dig my name. Uh, yeah, or your our, name. Yeah, your name. Five out of five. So well, I wasn't on that one, so I didn't remember that. You were there. So good. Benj was there. Damn it. Uh, Andreas. All right. So I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I knew I was going to. I I could not imagine it flopping like uh, some people might have worried, but I didn't expect I would like it quite as much as I did, and it definitely continue some of the trends that the second movie had would focus more on the world building the lore and the mythos behind everything as opposed to john and his singular mission to avenge uh his killed dog Mm -hmm. but i feel like that's kind of a um necessary change that wasn't really sustainable past the first movie because that almost felt like a reverse horror movie where there's this impending doom coming for somebody 
only you're watching the impending doom just slaughter so many people right. and enjoy every second of it. And we still get that, but we don't get that singular mission anymore, which is... It's a, a little more convoluted. It gets like a lot more, more like convoluted. It's more like a house of cards kind of thing. Yeah. Like he started something it's and a lot now more he's political. play through it. Yeah. And I like how you can trace every single thing that's going on in this movie back to John and the and his uh, dog dying. Mm-hmm. Like all of it tra- tracks back there. There's not like, oh, there's some other shit going on that we need your help with. No, this all is his fault. Yes. Or rather that one whiny uh, Russian kid's Theon. fault. Yeah, Theon. That's two Game of Thrones actors in this movie so far. Yeah. So it's really hard to pick a favorite, least favorite for this because there are so many highlights and not very many lows yes. that it feels arbitrary to pick something as a favorite and um, just pointless to pick something as a least favorite, but I'm going to try. Well, how, which is because the fights are awesome. Which They're is, all Which awesome. is your favorite of the fights? How about that? Well, this is what I was going to go for anyway, and that's the Armored Dogs fight. Because this movie series is all about a guy who loves his dog so much, and we finally get to see a dog in action, and they are amazing. I loved that scene so much, just seeing the dogs uh, like climbing up Halle Berry's bag, climbing up the wall, and grabbing a guy and just pulling him down. Yeah. And they're, they're ferocious. They are ferocious. Because like, in the you back s- of your mind, you can be like, oh, you know, oh, that's cool. Like... Yes, I know that Keanu Reeves isn't actually murdering extras, yeah. right? Like, yeah. but those dogs are not holding back. No, it, those it's dogs a, grab it's a man and on the ground with a little pad yeah. around his groin, hoping to God <laughs> that it holds. Yeah. Hopefully, not a little pad. <laughs> I'm assuming that's why they went for dick so much. Is that's just their most advanced pad that they could make? Is the dick pad <laughs> right? And I one of the things I also really appreciate with this fight scene is that. It didn't focus around John. It focused almost entirely around uh, Sophia. And we've never seen that before. John was actually like in the background doing other shit that we barely see as it focused on somebody hmm. else for the first time in the series, which I think was a nice uh, you know, breath of fresh air. I hope they don't constantly do it, but... You know, I hope the really next worked. time John does her a favor, he fucking shits on her sandwich. <laughs> when she like, I thought we were being a bunch of assholes now. <laughs> when she when she sends him into the desert and he's like, "You want this water? Well, I'm gonna swish it around my mouth first and then spit it at you. Spit Have that most of this water. water out and give you like a tiny yeah. little bit of yeah. backwash. Fuck her. <laughs> she was awesome though. She's least, hilarious. Yeah. Least favorite. I'm. I think I'm gonna have to go with the adjudicator just because. Almost every character in this series is kind of uh, really colorful in some way. They've they've got a lot of character and um, uh, I don't want to say flamboyant, but like they're, they're out there with their. You know, they're all uh, very unique, theatrical, yeah. and she yeah. feels very just like she she totally she feels too totally normal, like office. Yeah, she feels too normal. Like there's a little bit there, like totally professional, I guess. But professional every, is a good word for it. Normal just doesn't strike me for someone. No, like, compared to most of the other characters, like she's not like colorful. She's just too weird in her appearance to me. Like this, her appearance weird is like the only thing that's weird or androgynous, like blandness. Like it, it, I lo- it I stands like her, out. Yeah, I, I thought she was. Little, I but anyway. really wanted to like her. Like she came on the screen, I was like, oh, she's gonna be really. Like, oh, hmm. Sharon is uh, showing more personality than she is, <laughs> and that's not a great sign. Sure, uh, like every scene where she's interacting with somebody, like when she was hiring on. Um, Mr. Iron Chef, dude, I, Mike, whatever. Um, Mike, whatever. Mike was I'm, I'm too, Mike I'm was too tired to care. <laughs> when she was hiring him on, like I really liked him. I 
could take her or leave her. I was okay. she takes her position very seriously. In she most, is a mouthpiece for the high yeah, table. In most movies, this wouldn't bother me, but the fact that she does not match the rest of the characters, like there, I'm sure there's something they could have done to still have her be this, you know, cold, distant professional character, but still have a little bit more personality to a her. Mohawk. That's what she she needed a mohawk. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, like it make her appearance more <laughs> outlandish. Like the only thing that really stuck stood out to me is the one neck tattoo. Other than that, she could have been any other professional. Okay, and and I get that it, she's your least favorite part of the movie. And, yeah. and and I from why you're explaining it, like I get it. To me, I really liked her character because she was just so professional yeah and and because every person that she showed up to like do her job to like took an attitude with her Hmm. and it didn't phase her it was she didn't have any like oh you have an attitude and i need to get one up on you because of it it was like have an attitude if you want i don't care like you're paying the consequences of your actions you can you can rant all you want. You can get a big head all you want. I don't care. Your punishment is coming. Yeah, get and like, used to it. That's that's what I really wanted to get out of it. I just I feel like she was missing something that wasn't hmm. entirely there. So overall, I think I have to agree with Rick that this is definitely above Chapter Two. Uh, the choreography is so much better. The story is a little bit more broad and branching, but it's more. Uh, interesting, and we do have a better uh, supporting cast this time around, uh, but not quite as good as John Wick One. Technically, better, more better choreography and fight scenes, but the story, you know, that self-contained story in the first movie just really sells it. Uh, so I'm going to have to give it uh, four and a half dog armors out of five. Not bad. Very highly rated movie, and I'm going to follow suit. Uh, I I liked the. This is my favorite John Wick movie. Uh, I liked it better than the first and second one. Um, right. if personally, my favorite part of this movie is the, uh, is the fight within the continental when yes. John and Sharon, 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 Sharon. 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 Chiron. It just sure. depends on how you want to say John it. and just his friend Sharon. are <laughs> John and the boat from the boat guy for taking to Hades. <laughs> exactly. Uh, when, when they're facing all of the armored, uh, people yeah. like lackeys of the high table, I thought that was awesome. Just the way that it's shot. I really appreciated being able to see all the choreography, even though it was at night, everything was dim. I loved the, the, the ambiance and the music and the choreography. And when they pulled out those shotguns and you could just hear like the mm-hmm. thud every time they pulled the trigger, mm-hmm. like that was my favorite fight. Yeah. And that's in a movie where a lot of these fights are Rick. You talk about having just a playlist of fights that you like from movies that you like to go watch. There's a lot. This, of this movie one. has like five that would yeah, go on that yeah, playlist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this movie is full of amazing fight scenes, but that one, it just stands out to me. Like, I think it's so cool for sure. Um, my least favorite part of the movie. Uh, and I, this is hard because it's hard for me to say that, Oh, this, I really didn't like it's more of, Here's the thing that if I had to nitpick, I would pull out. The weakest out. part of a strong thing. Right. There, yeah. There's a few. I mean, I agree with with what a lot of people have said. Um, the adjudicator, I didn't like her until the end when I feel like I kind of got her character. And yeah. then retroactively, it made me enjoy her a little bit more. I can see that. I can definitely um, see like enjoying her more. I definitely got her better as the uh, right. show movie unfolded. Um I just I didn't get a great first impression of her. Right for me, once I kind of understood her character a, a lot more the way through the movie, I retroactively enjoyed her a little bit more. Yeah. Um, 
but the the man above the high table, I've, I I agree with you, Brian, yeah. where it just kind of felt out of place. Um, and so, and I think the one I'm going to go with though is that Halle Berry and her dogs felt invincible or felt like they mm-hmm. had too much plot armor in the choreography of their fight scene. And that's super nitpicky because the fight scene itself is awesome and so much fun to watch. It was I was it was a toss up whether that or the one that I picked was going to be my favorite scene of the movie. Um, but it, it's just that little nitpick of it feels like she doesn't have the same consequences for being in a fight that John Wick does. Hmm. Uh, and that took me out of it. Took me out of the movie a bit. Yeah. Uh, and so I have... To, oh, no. I take it all back. I take it all back. <laughs> Bowery King. He's my least favorite part of the movie. Until the last, like, 30 seconds with him. He's <laughs> fine then. But the rest of it, he's just an annoying, like, pigeons are better than computers kind of dude. Yeah. He's annoying. I take it all back. He's my least favorite part of the movie. I have a legitimate gripe. I actually liked him better in this one than I did in the first one. Or yes. the second. The first one he showed up in. Yeah. No, he definitely is a lot more downplayed, so... Yeah, he's still my least favorite part of the movie. It's still a fantastic movie, though. I'm giving it uh, four and a half out of five um, iconic coins. (laughs) Uh, And that's going to be it. I mean, you can tell from our reviews we all really enjoyed this movie. It's rough at certain points just because of how detailed some of the violence can be. But, I mean, man, this is a... That's rough in the best way, then. Yeah, but (laughs) it was a... Fantastic movie. Vaporizing a motherfucker's yeah. head. <laughs> With a pair of horse hooves. <laughs> right, that too. <laughs> uh, if you want to have your head vaporized by entertaining content, you can find more <laughs> of our podcasts on our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at OpinionCast on Twitter and Opinionated Podcast on Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us at our email address, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, whether it's your thoughts on our episodes or suggestions for what we should watch in the future. If you get a chance, please leave leave us a rating on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. Uh, Between those ratings and sharing us with your friends, it's the best way we have to get into this. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. opinionated.